Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say so nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast or at our website, SSNPodcast.com. All right, so get ready for another streaming service, ladies and gentlemen. The streaming wars are still on. Uh, HBO Max, which despite its name is not just HBO stuff, but also everything in the Warner Media Library, including Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, Hanna-Barbera, Turner Entertainment, TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, Turner Classic Movies, Tour TV, if I left anything out, Crunchyroll. <laughs> Crunchyroll? Uh, yeah, they, Warner Brothers owns Crunchyroll. Uh, Crunchyroll. And so, like, everything. All that shit's in there. A whole listen, bunch. Listen, Brandon. <laughs> that cr- listen, that Crunchyroll part, that, <laughs> that is going to be a really big tipping point for a lot of the young demographic. Yeah. Just the, the younger demographic, that's going to be a real... I mean, I'm mean, i excited smart. about Crunchyroll, and I'm not even yeah. in the anime like that. Right. I'm excited about Crunchyroll. I mean, Crunchy... Crunchy whatever. Right. So, Rolls. HBO Max will debut in May 2020. It will cost $14.99 a month, which is the same price as HBO... Now. Now. And... There was some debate and some behind-the-scenes jostling over just how much HBO, HBO Max would give you, but they landed on... It's going to give you... It's basically HBO Now plus a bunch of other shit. So, if you have HBO Now, you will get the upgrade for free. You know, like, you'll still have access to both, but they they said on the... um Because they had, like, a special investor <clears throat> meeting um, uh, keynote. They said um, mm-hmm. it's sort of kind of like an intelligence test, you know, why would you keep HBO now? You can get, a, keep, get right. HBO Max for the exact Question. same price. <clears throat> so I subscribe to it through Comcast. Right. They don't know. How, do, how, how is that going to work? They literally said, I, cause I, I went through like the FAQ. They don't know yet. Because it's, it's hmm. contracts, it's deals with the cable providers. They have to figure out if they can offer a discount and if so, how much. Mm. So they'll know closer to May. The official answer was they don't know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but, I do, but I do have AT&T, though. Yes. Just use, I can use a different email. <laughs> yeah, so if you are an AT&T, um, if you have AT&T U-verse, or if you have certain AT&T mobile plans, mm. when you go for your renewal or whatever, you can go and get HBO Max added to your thing at no additional charge. But you have to literally, it doesn't, it's not automatic. You have to go, oh. you have to ask for it. Ah, man. This is too much work. <laughs> I'm upset already. Um, 
But so when it comes on in um, 2020, we talked about some a lot of stuff already about Sesame Street coming over there and like Sesame Street spinoff shows like that, like that Elmo um, talk show they're doing. Um, we talked about the Boondocks going to HBO Max with new episodes and a whole new look and everything. Oh, and rest in peace to John Witherspoon. I was about to say, right yeah. Uh, he passed rest away last week at the age of 77. Uh, John Witherspoon, of course, the voice of Granddad on the Boondocks, but also Malone before that. He was on the Richard Pryor show. He was in Hollywood Shuffle. Friday, next Friday. We mean so many great black movies. Um, House Party 3, right? Is he House Party mm. 3? No, no, he's not House Party. He's in Boomerang. He is in Boomerang. He's got to coordinate. Yeah. He's in one of them House Parties. Oh, he was also in The Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Yes, he was. He was an it- uncle. Yeah, it was. It's weird. He would like just turn up in a movie. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. And he was always funny and always good. Yeah, hoe cakes. Hoes got to eat too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace to John. Um, to John Witherspoon. Uh, other things coming to HBO Max. Uh, all the of, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol season two. It was moving from DC Universe to HBO Max. It'll be on both. Yeah, they're gonna share it. Yeah, it'd be co-located. I guess you could say. Um, yeah. While we're on DC comic stuff, um, Greg Berlanti. Everybody's favorite producer uh, is going to be making a Green Lantern TV show. We were explaining to Latria in the chat the other day about Green Lantern. Oh, <laughs> I'm exhausted already. I can't keep up with all this. Because, uh, like, you know, like, most people, you know, only know that it's like, it's like one person, but it's not one person. Green Lantern is a right. core. It's an intergalactic space cop. Um, story basically, like every Just space cops, yeah, space cops. They basically a bunch of them. They all cover certain regions. So on Earth, you have you know we have Hal Jordan, who's the main one, the white guy with the brown hair, uh, who used to be an Air Force pilot. Uh, John um, John Stewart, who is the brother. I don't know if it's on in the CW universe. He's the brother of Black Lightning's wife, Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. He used to be in the Marines. Uh, guy Gardner, who's sort of kind of the redneck. Um, the cut-up of the group. Uh, Kyle Rayner, who's the half-Latin, half-white um, artist. Um, the sensitive one, I guess you could say. Um, Jessica Cruz, who used to be evil, then they made her good, kind of like Smurfette. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big jump. Uh, pull. Um, and then, what's the, what's the Muslim guy's name? It just went on my head. Crap. What's his name? Um... Mm-hmm. Green Lantern, Muslim, the Arabic guy. He is Simon Bass. Uh, he's sort of kind of like the uh, one with the chip on the shoulder because he doesn't really care for white people and their racism. Oh. But yeah, so that's that's the Green Lantern. That's the human ones. And then, of course, there's all the animal ones and like all the aliens and everything like animals, that. But, like see, alien, uh-uh. alien animals. Uh-uh. Like, you know, like there's like, a, it's like you said, kids, 6,400 of them. Oh no! In the core? Oh no! Uh, he's he's on mute. But yeah, so it's them, and then like they are like other colors of lanterns. Too. They're <laughs> yeah, they're six. Of... You're right. They're sixty four hundred. There used to be just three thousand two hundred, but they realized every Green Lantern needed a, a buddy. So I mean, needed a, a partner. Yes. So oh, it can man. always be. So it can always be a potential buddy cop movie. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a. But there are the others. There's one for um across the rainbow spectrum in a way. Yeah. Um, ex- except there's the orange lanterns, which are well, sorry. Let's start. There's the red lanterns, which are angry. Yep. Orange lan- lanterns, which there's only one orange lantern, which is represents greed. Yeah. Or avarice. Um, Larfleas. Larfleas. Uh, 
Right. Uh, and then there's the Yellow Lanterns. The Sinestro Corps. Re- yeah, represent fear. Um, then there's Green Lanterns, of course, who represent willpower, who don't actually represent an emotion like all the others. But that's because they're centered and they're balanced. So it's will about controlling and having power. Um, then there's Blue or Indigo. Which one comes next? Blue. Blue. Okay, the Blue core, which is, um, what is it? It's not Hope. peace. Hope. Yes, that's what it is. Hope. Um, which hope is nothing like they're they're just kind of they don't really have any major powers, but they more or less boost your willpower by having hope. Um, indigo, which is what was indigo? I can't remember. All I remember is those people ended up being all like evil people under the thrall of good or some shit. Um, yeah, yeah, they were all criminals. But when they got their like indigo rings, it turned them into these like more peaceful people, but not under their own will. Uh, let me look real quick. Right then, the star sapphires who represent the purple and the sort of kind of they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're love, all women. Love. Right, and they represent love, yeah. No, there's, there's some men. Yeah, there's a couple of there's men. Like, like John Stewart. But not many. Second, but not, mostly yeah. women. Yeah, you're right. Led by um, um, Carol, Carol uh, Christ, what's her name? Um, How Jordan's ex girlfriend. Carol, gosh, why do we not remember why, this? We are blanking. What are we? What, I know, what right? kind of comic book nerds are we? <laughs> Blaking the fuck. Star okay, Sapphire. Yeah. What is her damn name? Ollie, help. You watched Young Justice. She was on there, I'm sure. You mean, so- wait, you mean. Carol Ferris. Jesus. Fair. Fa- yeah. Ferris the, Air. Okay. All right. The <laughs> Indigo Ring was, for, was from, for, for compassion. That's why they were all criminals. Right. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the tree is like, so. How are they gonna make a program out of that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not gonna be one that I'll watch. Yeah, they're, they're spending it's, it's money on it. They have a hundred million dollar budget for, I think, 13 episodes. So it's me mm-hmm. Game of Thrones type spending going on over there. So I have a question about this. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about, you know, Kenan, Kenan Brown specifically, casual viewers? Do you think Greg Berlanti will create a show that? Casual folks. Don't he always to... do that? Yeah. I mean, I... that's that's me watching any of this comic book yeah. and like sci-fi stuff. Because I, right. I don't, I don't because... know the the story, the history of any of this. So I, I am a casual viewer. Like, oh, right. this seems like it's interesting. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, because you just, you guys just went through the, you know, the basics of of Green Lantern and Latria is is basically saying, well. This doesn't sound like something that I would. They like will to probably watch. write it in a certain way where they focus hyper focus on the human characters, and they will b- bring in all the color shit and all the core stuff one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ali, I watch American Gods, and I am literally confused every every single episode. Yeah, I still love it. I have no clue what any of the stuff is or what's okay. going on. So believe me, yeah. <laughs> So will you give this? So do you feel comfortable giving it a try? Maybe I might, as long as they don't get too heavy into like all the sixty-four hundred characters. I can't do that. No, yeah, they definitely won't do that. I think so. Brandon and, and Ken, they're probably going to focus on one of the Green Lanterns. Right? I say at least four. one. They'll, they'll focus on more, yeah more than one. But they'll all be human, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they may, they may have one one or two aliens like. Um, that show up like, every now and then when the budget allows. <laughs> no, well, when the budget allows, but I think what what's the one guy? Uh the one who says pooser all the time. Uh Kilowog. Yeah, I was like the one who's like a dog. Yeah, him. Kilowog. Kill? Kilowog. 
It's Dom. Like He's a cheer, dog. Uh, okay, uh, okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're also Greg Berlanti is also doing um, Strange Adventures, which will be mm-hmm. like an anthology series of DC stuff, probably featuring Adam Strange in some capacity because that's his comic. What's that about? He's a space who, ranger, who basically. Oh, okay. Oh, Guardians mm. of the Galaxy, kind of like that. Sort of, <laughs> but not funny. Okay. <laughs> like he's a space ranger from the planet Ran, if I recall properly. Mm. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was a scientist who was accidentally beamed to the planet Ran by a Zeta oh. beam, and he goes on space adventures there until his time is up and he returns to Earth. Oh. Did he got? Did he get like a sentence of how long he had to be there or something, or like how he know his time is up? I can't remember whether he went back voluntarily or with the time or how things changed. But like I didn't keep up with the character like that. He oh, okay. He really has not. Been, he's been used like sparingly, very sparingly. Yeah. So, um, he's also doing a show I believe called Unpregnant, based on a book series what? about a about a. a <laughs> About a teenage girl who uh, who gets pregnant, and I think is you know sort of like a abortion type of a deal. I think I believe. Uh, I mean, uh, wait, I have the list right here. What am I doing? Let me not tank this. Oh, they going full euphoria, huh? And it's not full euphoria. I think it's supposed to be a little bit more of a young adult show. They're young adults. Huh? No, no, I mean like YA like style. You know, whereas for teenagers, where it's a little oh, bit less. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's pregnant. She doesn't know what to do. She um, um, had a college career ahead of her. She doesn't know what to do. So yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, starring does it have a cat? Starring Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, yeah, tuned out from Robert Zemeckis. Basically, it's basically Roger Rabbit without Roger Rabbit. It'll be cartoons um, um, encountering real people in the real world. Um, because the Roger Rabbit sequel, which was written back in 1990, will never be made because Disney and Steven Spielberg have been fighting about it for literal decades now. So Robert Zemeckis, I guess, said, well, fuck it. I'll just go and use the Looney Tunes. And so <laughs> there's a, it's, a, it's going to be the Looney Tunes hanging out in the live-action world. Uh, what else do they have? We did that one. Grease, Rydell High. We, we already talked about that. Jesus be offense. Um, the new Gossip Girl. Ali. I don't know where you went. Eight years, because I don't know the shit. I don't know. Why Why are you telling me about Gossip Girl? Like, I used to watch that. I thought you watched Gossip Girl. Ugh. Okay, Ugh. never mind. We'll, I'll keep scrolling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> DC Superhero High, which is a comedy exec- executive produced by Elizabeth Banks. About all your favorite DC characters when they well, were in, in high, high school. school. <laughs> Basically, it's DC, DC superhero girls, but with boys too. And it's being written by Scott Wanger, who plays um, DJ's boyfriend on Full House and Fuller House, and who also the, produced Black. Who is the demographic for this? I think they're going for like kids and teenagers like wacky like sitcom like the full the team from fuller house is making this program so that should give you the indication of what's going to happen here they're moving from fuller house to this since fuller house is being canceled silence (laughs) yeah because i don't think anybody was watching it here 
I was. Uh, <laughs> the three oh, of us. Wow. College girls from Mindy Kaling about um, yes. girls um, in college in Vermont. I'm looking forward to that. I love anything she writes. Doesn't it? What was this it? Live action. It reminded yeah. me of something yeah. else. Uh, college girl. What was it uh, the College Girls movie? Um, not Booksmart. No, it was a something else that sounded very similar to this. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. Um, Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, 80 new 11-minute episodes. Brandon is going to sit and watch every single one in one city. Every single one. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Don't be lying (laughs) to the people. (laughs) Not every single one. You never know. Some of them might not be good. Some of them, they look... I've seen a how, couple of how them. How do you know? But how do you know if you don't watch every single one? Oh Lord! I've seen a couple of them. They look good <laughs> so far. They look they look very well animated in particular. Like they're doing their best to try to make them look of the same quality as the old ones, which is hard to do in TV animation with their budgets. Um, speaking of TV animation, Little Ellen, the um, this animated children's show explores the world through the eyes of a hilarious and unpredictable seven-year-old Ellen DeGeneres on her adventures in her musical hometown of New Orleans. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I had mentioned little um, um, redacted. Uh, <laughs> well, the show is called Little Rosie, and it starred redacted, and her husband at the time, Tom Arnold. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> on uh, ABC Saturday mornings in like the early '90s. So this is sort of kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Take a comedian and um, make them a little kid. Jellystone. This is a show produced by people who made. Um, gosh, what's the name of that? Um, that damn cartoon, Chowder. What's the name of the cartoon on the car- on Cartoon Network where everybody look um, looks like they all look like. Um, where everyone everyone's name is a is a is a type of food. Yes, chowder. Yes, thank you. That I did have it right. Yeah. So they're making a show called Jellystone, which stars all of the classic 1960s Hanna Barbera characters: your Yogi, your Yogi Bear, your Huckleberry Hound, Pixie Dixie, Mister Jinx, Squidly Diddly, all of them, Top Cat, all of them. Hmm. They all live in a town called Jellystone in this case, and they basically is sort of kind of sitcommy like that. Gremlin, The Secrets of the Mogwai. It's set in Shanghai in the 1920s. Which means that everybody needs to be Asian. Warner Brothers. Um, but it's about the history and the origins of the Mogwai. Because, you know, like, um, like, apparently how they get to the um, the old man shop in the 1980s so that Randall Peltzer can buy him for Billy Peltzer. Huh. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, there are four new... Hour-long Adventure Time specials coming to HBO Max. Okay. For those of y'all who like Adventure Time. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is bringing back fucking Perry Mason. Yes. Oh, it's Robert Downey Jr.? He's not starring in it. Matthew Reese is starring in it and John Lithgow. Um, But he's producing it. Cool. I love Perry Mason. I hope they keep the, um, the old theme song. I was like, is that the right one? Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, the Plot Against America. 
is set in an alternate American history and centers on a Jewish family in New, in New Jersey who watched the political rise of Charles Lindbergh, an aviator hero and xenophobic populist who becomes president, defeating Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1940 and turns the country towards fascism. Won't be watching that. Pre- created by David Simon. Oh, David. <laughs> he of The Wire. Mm. Oh dang, David! <laughs> I was thinking when you you know what when you said David Simon, I was thinking David E. Kelly for some reason. Oh, uh, he got one of these shows in here too. Hold on, let me let me Google him oh, right quick. David list, me search. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I'll, no, yeah, David E. Kelly's show is called The Undoing, based on a book series. Um, that sounds scary. Let's see. Is a successful lady who's a, a successful therapist, a devoted husband. Um, young son in private school. Overnight, a chasm opens in her life, a violent death, a missing husband, and in the place of a man Grace thought she knew, only a chain of terrible revelations. Left behind in the wake of a spreading a very public disaster and horrified by the ways in which she has failed to heed her own advice, Grace must dismantle one life and create another for her child and herself. Starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland? Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of um, what's the other old man? Never mind. Don't wait. How old is Donald Sutherland? He's not that old, is he? I don't know. Let's look. I'm up. thinking of Michael Douglas's dad, Kirk. That's oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Donald Sutherland's up there. He's 84. Yeah. He's up there. Yeah. Let's see what else we got on here. Uh, mm-hmm. South Park will be coming to HBO Max. The reruns. Really? Yeah. Is that a W? That's a WB show. No, it's a Paramount show. Actually, it's Viacom. Oh, okay. But like they 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 bid out um, CBS as in like new episodes or just like the old catalog. Well, the new episodes will will air on Comedy Central and they'll go to HBO Max within like think like a week or two or something like that. Okay, is it still current now on Comedy Central? Yeah, I think they have two or three more seasons left to produce it. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. Um, Lovecraft Country. We talked about this a long time ago. This is the show that. Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams are working on where it's about black folks trying to travel through the Jim Crow South looking for um, a missing black man. And they like, they're um, struggling to survive both the horrors of racist white people and monsters from H.P. Lovecraft um, books. And it's Jordan Peele and who? Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams are producing it. And Misha Green from Underground. Uh, It stars... um, Jonathan Majors, um, Journey Bell, Michael K. Williams, Courtney B. Vance, uh, Ajanu okay. Ellis. Ooh. So it's got, they're it's really got, trying to get me to watch this. Yeah, it's got a good cast. Mm-hmm. Journey Bell. Okay, uh, uh, no, see. No, uh, His Dark Materials, which is going to be an HBO <laughs> yes, as well, of course. Now that's what me and Ali are waiting on. Yeah. Come on. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently is is it based on? Is it a? It's a book series. A, well, because but it's it revolves around the those that Golden Compass movie, right? Yes, yes. Golden Compass was because um, I saw like a steal with that polar bear, and I was like, wait, wasn't that polar bear in another movie? Yeah, yes. I think, wasn't Nicole Kidman in that movie? Yep. Yes. Okay, I didn't see it, but I just remember scenes. So that's when when I saw that, I was like, wait, is this in the same universe? It's this. It's a remake of that movie, as a matter of fact. 
Oh, it's a remake. Okay, I didn't know yeah. if it was like some kind of continuation of the story or something. No, they're starting over yeah. again and redoing the it. The first movie, the first movie was an adaptation of the first book in the series, and okay. so now they're going to take the series, the whole series, mm-hmm. and they're going to first. I assume season one is going to be adaptation of the first book. I assume. Right. Okay. Have you read the books, Ali? He is currently have, reading them. I have read all of the books. So serious. Oh. Did you just like start? Ali. What the? How'd you get so no, that was, that was that was months ago. Girl, I I was curious. <laughs> I was curious. I wonder what the deal is. You got a goddamn <laughs> uh, Barry Allen speed reader over here. Right. Shit. I just wanted to know what was going on, so I was like, let me let me see what's up. So fucking and ghost it's a very, writer. It's a very it's a very intriguing universe, Alatri. I think you will. I think you'll like it. But yeah. I think also, Brandon, I think I mentioned to you this before, I think it's going to strike a nerve with um, with conservative people, especially religious people, mm-hmm. because because this show... There's religious undertones about, has, you know, Yeah, it's, the and it, it, may, it may feel like an attack on organized religion. We'll, we'll wait for the thing pieces. Um, rap, yes. rap shit from Issa Rae. A half-hour no. comedy series that involves follows three women, a hip-hop duo, and their hustler manager try to make it in Miami's music industry. No. I thought y'all like Issa. Why y'all quiet? I just I don't really <laughs> care for. I don't care for like music type well, shows. Say it. What's what's the matter? No, I don't I mean, care for. We, I, just, I mean that's. Well, I, I don't mean, care for this. I'll watch like, it because I want to know what what <laughs> you know what what direction she's taking this in. So. Yeah, I just don't care for like the the whole plot. I love Issa, but this does not sound interesting to me. I'll watch it to see what's going on, but if it does, it's not interesting, it's not interesting. Then that's it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if anything else. So Ellen's home design challenge. There's a bunch of reality shows on here, like a whole bunch. Ooh, now that's something I would like. I like home decor shows. Yeah. Greg Berlanti's producing a docu series called Equal about the LGBTQ movement. There's one Is about, he gay? Yeah, he's gay. He's married to oh. um, a man. Oh, they have a okay. um, surrogate child. Child, um, they love him at HBO. I don't know what he signed his life over to them or something. <laughs> uh, I think everybody who has a Warner Brothers contract has signed their life over to HBO. Oh, okay. <laughs> at this point. Uh, Heaven's Gate. There's a Heaven's Gate miniseries coming about the Heaven's Gate massacre. The suicide. What's that? Um, the people who um, thought they were going to... It's a cult. They thought they were going to heaven. They was all that... committed mass suicide. Where was it? Shit, where was Heaven's Gate? Hold on. Let me look it up. Um, religious group. 1974. And the, they all killed themselves in 1997. Oh. Yes. It's kind of heavy. Um, let me sure see if anything else is in here that is of significant interest to us. We said Doom Patrol... What, okay, um, what is Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol is a is, ba- is a show. Of, it's basically the X Men, but rougher around the edges. It's a show about an old white man who finds mm. these, you know, like not freaks is the wrong word, but people with special abilities that have caused them to be shunned by society, and okay. brings them into a big mansion and teaches them how to use their abilities, their powers, um, to help people. It's basically X Men. They were developed at the same time as the X Men in nineteen. I was about to say who was first. <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol was first by a couple of months, but nobody oh, cares okay. because the X Men came up 
harder and faster with better material. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But this is essentially an X-Men show set in the DC universe. Gotcha, okay. That's a very bad um, uh, summarization, but it works, I think, to tell somebody about it. I think that's everything that they've said. And of course, the back um, catalogs of Warner Brothers and Turner and all like that. So you'll be able to see The Wizard of Oz and Casablanca and Citizen Kane and... um, Oh, Rebel Without okay. a Cause, all the Warner Brothers and MGM movies. Well, some of them, they're going to be curating them and rotating them out month by month instead of just throwing everything the fuck up there. Um, I know on Netflix, they just put up Superfly and Shaft. They, no, Superfly and Sparkle up there. Mm-hmm. And Shaft, too. Though All three of those are all owned by Warner Brothers. So they'll probably be on HBO Max at some point. So um, that, would that mean, would they take them off Netflix? Yes, um, Love Jones too is one of my Warner Brothers. That's that just went up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there'll be a bunch of stuff up there. Um, they don't have the rights to the TGIF shows that they produce. Those are all on Hulu. Um, but they do have the Big Bang Theory and Friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, so is that where Friends is going once it goes off Netflix? Yeah, it's going to HBO Max. Back home to what Warner a- Brothers. What about Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec is going to Peacock. Oh. My goodness. Because it's owned by Universal. Um, gotcha. What else is HBO Max getting? They are, they're getting selections from the Hannah Barbera Library. So, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Josie and the Pussycats, yes. the Flintstones, the Jetsons, and so forth. They will have oh, 250, I guess, on a rotating basis of the 1,000 original 1930s, 1969 Looney Tunes and Mary Melodies cartoons. So, I mean, that is the place where Brandon will be. Maybe not more so than the old, than new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's everything. Um, the thing about HBO Max is they, they will probably have a better variety of things than Disney Plus. It's just that people don't know what Warner Brothers owns other than DC stuff because, you know, we live in the comic book world now for some reason. Um... Mm. And Disney Plus will have Star Wars and Marvel, which is all the Trump cards you really need. Uh, so it will be interesting to see if they can properly market this thing because they had their little um, event last week and nobody cared but me and Grace Randolph and the people who well, have shows. Well, I didn't even hear about it until you said that you were watching it. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. I watched it. I watched it. Um, I played because I was at work. I played the audio of the replay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and Ava DuVernay has a show called DMZ, which is an adaptation of a Vertigo comic that's going to be on HBO Max as well, speaking of Ava, because she was tweeting about the event. Um, you know, everything. Any questions mm-hmm. all about HBO Max? Um, no. Like, do you know what point in 2020? They just said May, so it could be May 1st. Oh, okay. May 31st. May. Um, but yeah, good luck to them. All right, let's go ahead on to the Say Something Nice Challenge. All right, so as y'all know, everybody's favorite friend, Felicity Hoffman, um, got out of jail last week after doing 11 days, 12, 12 days in jail, not 14, because her release date was a Sunday and they don't like to work, do releases on the weekend, so... They release you on a Friday. And God forbid they waited until Monday. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
Well, then she haven't done 15 days, Latria. You know, legally, like, they, it's probably some, she probably could sue them if they let her. They, they kept her in there or some shit like that. But yeah. So, one important thing I didn't know was like, everybody's like, why the fuck she only get 14 days? And I, I said the same thing. I went and looked at the other sentences because they sentenced the some of the other parents too. They're doing mm-hmm. it proportionate to how much money you paid. Uh, they paid um, um, yeah. Mr. Singer. Yeah. Felicity only paid, and I say only in finger quotes, $15,000. What? Yeah. That's it. So she she got that little, like, sentence that she got when she was in jail for less than two weeks. Um, Some of the other parents were getting, like, one month and two months. One, The one who uh, spent $400,000 got five months in jail. After This is a plea bargain sentence, mind you. Mm -hmm. They pled guilty early. Um, right. <laughs> meanwhile, there are, I believe, 11, 12, counting her, uh, 12 other parents who mm-hmm. um, said, um, no, we're not going to, pl- we, we, we are not guilty. Um, one of those, two of those include Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo um, Guanuli, I guess that's how you say that. I, th- I think it's Guanuli, mm-hmm. probably. Guanuli, right. Um the uh, federal prosecutors have slapped them with additional bribery charges. All the parents. Mm-hmm. But it's 11 total. It's not 12. It, she is to count in 11. Uh, adding that to the already uh, things they've already been charged for, that they uh, pleaded not guilty for, if they lose at trial, they could face the 45 years in prison. And um, they say that, that uh, the marriage is strained. Lori Laughlin is freaking out because she thinks she might go to actual jail. Now... I don't think that she'll do 45 years. I think we agreed to probably be closer to five. Yeah. Um, would it be cruel of us to do like a betting pool to figure out how many years is going to No, I think at least mm. like two to five at the least. The uh, very least. Like go. she's going she gonna to get some years, especially because she's just been so defiant and arrogant this whole time. Mm-hmm. And now she's realizing, oh, shit, like maybe I could have been a little bit more humble and accepted my punishment in the beginning. But she was just like, no, no, I'm not pleading guilty. Right. And, you know, not taking it seriously. And it's like, okay, we'll show you. Right. And they paid 500000 between their yep. two children. Them dumb kids. Um, Ali, how long Lori Laughlin going to jail? Uh, nah, it's it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be very long at all. What? Give, it, give a even, number. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna see a year. Or you think it'd be hmm. like like a couple, a couple of months, like ten months or something like that? Yeah. Okay. I don't think okay. it's gonna be a year. Uh, Ken, I think she'll end up doing community service. <laughs> Felicity to actual jail. They gotta send Laurie to jail. Right. She'll go to jail for like two out for like a day or two. I have a question. What who do you think has who do you think has more money? And honestly, I I really think it's Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin, because her husband her husband has married to that rich white man. Yeah. All the ugly target clothes. So I think, yeah, they definitely I I would think that she has more based on her husband. I was going to say that what she could do is she could just do something like she could donate to to a um a fund or oh they're they already are charging all of them money they're already they have to pay big fines too yeah right even but Felicity what if, has a fine as well but yeah. what if she what if they can um do something else do something extra where it's like hey if you give also give this amount of money to like um college scholarships or whatever nah Lori's you know, not gonna like do that. that. 
Lori's not going to do that, and I don't think the judge will care. She's obviously proven how arrogant she is, and so... <laughs> I am I a white woman in America. Right. I was a full house for eight seasons, well, for, for, for five seasons. Mm-hmm. They added me to the credits. I did the head turn and everything. I smelled flowers. Dang, I, I was, just realized I, was quoting, I forgot um, about white the chicks. Lifetime movie. Shoot. It, hmm. came, it came on last month. Oh, the, yeah, oh yeah, the, 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 no. The, yeah, yeah, Acceptance, yes. <laughs> the Lifetime movie. <laughs> I forgot that shit came on. This show the fuck did. Dang. <laughs> I forgot. See if y'all see, see if you can get a chance to watch it, Latria, like on like I'm gonna see if I can try to find demand. Yeah. Because I so wanted to see it. Child, they were watching CNN and then with the, the story being like, start taking notes right now. <laughs> we gotta put this one out by November. They're like, Bob, do you have the treatment ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got it. Somebody had to, somebody walk by a South Asian. What are y'all doing? <laughs> We're building the sets for the uh, college admission schedule. But then, uh, movie, didn't that just come on CNN yesterday? Yeah, we gonna make the movie today. <laughs> they was ready. All right. Mm-hmm. The other story. Um, so, um, everybody's um, favorite program, Game of Thrones, ended earlier this year with us at eighth and final season that everybody... The general consensus that everybody found it wanting. Well, I think a Halloween costume this year um, kind of summed it up. Yep, that was the best. Where she was dressed I, up I as that, trash. I yeah. with, with like Starbucks cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just hilarious. said Game of Thrones final season. <laughs> she was a trash bag. <laughs> so yeah everybody why y'all like this it has some strong feelings about that and um it did not help that um uh, off and wise did like a Q&A last week Ooh, where mm-hmm. they were probably a little bit too honest they need some media training a little too honest because they were talking about how they didn't know shit when White they got signed to do Game of Thrones, like they were like, we didn't know shit about how to talk to Calm casting or how to talk to costume designers or anything like that. We never run mm-hmm. a show before. We were both just screenwriters doing films. Or how they realized that, like, oh, our episodes aren't long enough. Yeah, we gotta, they, add, we gotta add more to them. All their first four episodes came in short because they only wrote enough material for like thirty-eight minutes, and HBO runs a smooth hour. Not, not like um, they wrote mm-hmm. episodes that were timed for like. Broadcast television. <laughs> they were like, they were like, like we did nobody we explain that to them? I don't understand. Yeah, how would you we not good. know that? I, they are so. Yeah. How would you not know that a drama is an hour? Right, and, and a, a comedy dra- is thirty minutes, and a drama on HBO is an actual hour, like because they don't have yeah, commercials. Sometimes an hour and twenty minutes, like. Come on. Cause, and every writer knows that you're supposed to time how many pages your script is to like the, like the actual runtime of the um, show. So 30 pages, 30 minutes, 60 pages, maybe 60 they, minutes. Maybe they, maybe they thought their honesty would come off as being humble. They probably did. It didn't work mm. um, because they sort of kind of, they sounded, the, the, the stuff about not knowing I thought the costuming, fine, we get it. That That's that, uh, what you call it, that... um. That was a, what's the syndrome called? Imposter syndrome that we all feel we we level up to a certain level, but right. not knowing how to many pages to write, and also the thing about how the, they don't like writing um, themes into their stories. I was like, oh, child, no, no, 
No. And they refused, and HBO kept trying to get them to have an actual writer's room because it was just them. Yeah. And they refused, and sometimes they would let, like, their assistant write one and then, like, some other people. But there was literally no writer's room, which I was shocked to find out. (laughs) I did not realize that. Right. So, basically, the first season sounded like a fluke. (laughs) Yeah. It actually does. but well, I, actually, the, the freaking the pilot, because apparently the pilot wasn't even that good, but the HBO was still like, sure, we'll give y'all this money. Well, the pilot, I remember the pilot. The pilot was pretty fine. I actually liked the pilot of Game of Thrones. It was very, it was, so the first book is very easy to adapt. It's it's pain by numbers. It's, you know, until you reach the climax, which is the part where everyone is shocked, you know, the audience yeah. will be like, oh my God, I can't believe that actually happened, right? But everything else is just very easy to adapt. You can go like literally word for word because yeah. it's a very simple story. It's when the books start getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and people start, characters start moving further and further away from each other, which requires you to have way more sets, you know, Way more characters, way more stories uh, that are that get more complicated, that tackle issues that are serious. It's it's not just oh I want to be king, oh I want to be a queen. It's it's you know way more interesting stuff, way more complicated things. That's when the potential to really mess up <laughs> gets it, it gets too much. And then the fact that the, that the author of the books pretty much said fuck it by book five and said I'm gonna start like just milling about and not actually writing shit <laughs> I'm gonna that r- is... put this money down I'm just gonna lay down on it and go to bed yeah pretty much uh, George R.R. Um, R. Martin because they were also saying that they thought that by the time they got through I think maybe season two like George would have maybe put out you know the rest of least... the damn books yeah but George was just like <laughs> I'm having too much fun Helping you guys. <laughs> no, George George takes his damn time to write them books. Yeah, he does. I forgot to mention on HBO Max, they do have a Game of Thrones um, spinoff coming. They, they were developing two. They decided not to go for the one that Naomi Watts was going to star, and they shut the pilot, didn't like it, so it's done. But the other one about the House of the Dragons, they're going to make that one. Yeah. And George R. R. Martin is going to be heavily involved, he says, instead of writing them damn books. He's going to be over there at, yeah. the, um, at the set. I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not even I, that's why I was just like, you know, I don't even care about the series anymore. The fact that you just <laughs> abandoned your own, your own work, you were just like, no, I'm having too much fun making money. Like, dude, finish the books, my guy. He's, he is not going to finish those books before he's gone. I'm sorry. They're going to have to hire a second yep. writer, like, um, like L. Frank Baum. Wow. Uh, well, that, that's yeah, that's his thing. So yeah, I, I was like, mm. and right. and you could see the cracks too, like the like later seasons of the show, it became harder for them, understandably, to adapt the things based off of instead of the books, but in, instead they had to adapt it off of George R. R. Martin's notes. notes. That it, it became uh, like a little bit like obvious to me when it came to um, what was it, the girl has the whole what season was that with the girl has no face. Was that oh, six? Yeah. I forgot what season what that was, was that but that, six, yeah. Was that season six, I feel? Five or six? Had, it was one of them. Yeah, eight six. seasons. They had eight seasons, so I guess that's probably season six. Yeah, that confused but, yeah. me because I'm like, where did this come from? I mean, and the thing because, is, I didn't mind it because they basically were writing to, like, they even admitted, we wrote for, like, Maisie because Maisie is a strong person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They said they let the actors dictate the 
the, the that happens. That does happen sometimes when you have shows that run for like you start tailoring the material to your actor. Maybe so this, suggest stuff. So but, in, um, for that, what Ken just mentioned in particular, like the uh, Arya's who's who Maisie Williams is playing in the show, um, Arya in the books, her story ends or her like the last time we see her in the books is when she wakes up and she has no, she has no vision. So everything after that is completely George's notes and the, and David um, Wise and, and, you know, Benioff, it's, it's their own thing from there on. To David's D&D. Yeah. So everybody was mad about the Star Wars, I mean, the, the Game of Thrones stuff, but then there was also the wrinkle where they had already signed on to, write and direct three Star Wars movies at Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. which were going to be about, what well, their pitch was just going to be about the birth of the first Jedi. So it was going to be set far, far, far in the Star Wars past. Um, they also, so like apparently Kathleen Kennedy didn't like what they were coming up with. Her and her production team didn't like it. And then, so they went and signed a deal with Netflix for $250 million to produce shows for Netflix. And they were like, Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, and then we're like, huh. So you guys are going to try to do both of these at the same time? Well, they said actually they they were off Star Wars before that deal was even finalized. Oh, they that's what they said now? Yeah, that's what they're saying now. I don't know if I fully believe it. It might happen, that's, yeah. That's what that's what they're saying. Like they were off in May before their Netflix deal was finalized. So it could have been they got wind of their Netflix deal and they got wind of how these do, these uh, these dudes operate. Right. And they were like, nah, Chief. You I, know what? This, this. Yeah. I'm certain that they didn't, shit didn't happen because of that interview that they gave. Like, I'm certain this is all coming already. Because they mm-hmm. say that they already had cold feet because Lucasfilm didn't like their ideas anyways. So, but like, you know, just the timing was just interesting. Um, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they don't, they're running off of fumes. So, my I question, mean, they might go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just trying to figure out what's going to happen because I had faith in them at first, but mm-hmm. that faith quickly rescinded. Um, so I'm just like, what's going to happen if they bomb at Netflix? Right. Mm-hmm. And they're doing original ideas at Netflix? Allegedly. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, Wait, um, you know what happened with their last original idea? I mean, they oh, did. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, yeah, right? Exactly. And I don't even I don't even think that's like officially off the even, table. It's not. It is not. It's that. not. It's not. It's, I feel like it's, it's going to pop up. It's on the back burner. Too. Confederate is on the back burner someplace. It's still... Yeah, wasn't it just paused? It, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's still floating somewhere in the ether of HBO's development. It's still somewhere. Mm-hmm. Slightly alive. Ready to strike? Slightly. <laughs> so, this is my question. Um, what... I'm going to ask y'all. What sort of old-fashioned torture do y'all think is going to be inflicted upon um, D&D once they get a hold of these Netflix shows and they don't like them? I'm gonna start with Ali. Mm. Ali, I'm sure y'all on the island had a bunch of old fashioned tortures. Wait, why? Why old fashioned torture? They'll just they'll just fire them, right? If they if they if they no, bomb. What do you think the fanboys are going to do? Uh, oh, oh, you know, just yeah, tar and feather them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, Brandon, you you didn't 
see the brunt of it. You 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 heard about it. I've seen a, man, a little bit of it. I've those, seen a little bit of it. People were very those, angry. Man, that last season was so. And I, and I heard a little. I, heard, I mean, Russia. I heard y'all talking about it. And I heard other podcasts talking about it. And how 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 it was also apparently even more misogynist than it usually is, as well. Is that correct? Um, Ken, do you think it was Ken and Latria? Do you think it was more misogynistic? It seemed right on point to me. Yeah, right. I didn't see anything that they didn't it do before. It was about the same all throughout. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think it was the idea that oh, this woman has to be the villain now, the one powerful, the one, the the really well, not the sole powerful, definitely because this, yeah. this is a show filled with powerful. And they women didn't characters. flesh her out at the end of like when, like when she actually became queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It was just like the show is ending. I'm like, well, can we actually see how she would rule? Yeah. The right. last time like, I saw people like, this angry for a show lost. that was lost. <laughs> I remember that because, shit. Woo boy. <laughs> because lost, lost. I, I. That was the. That was when I really started like looking at like things like um, people talking online about the shows that they like, and mm-hmm. I had no idea it would get so. Um, very venomous, very violent. People <laughs> were very, very pissed. And no, they're they're fine because look, uh, Lindelof is making Watchmen. <laughs> what? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like they completely forgot. Like it's been ten <laughs> years. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Well, almost ten years. But yeah. So, um, Latria, old fashioned yeah. torture. That the that nerds will inflict upon D and D after these Netflix shows come out, and if they don't like them. I'm going to do to them what they did to Ned. <laughs> what did they do to Ned? still upset about it. Cut his off head off. with his head. Oh, oh, oh. It was like, wasn't that the first episode or was it the second one? No. It was the no. season finale. First season finale. Oh, the season finale. Okay. Well, no, no. It was the, it's the one before the last. But it was at the end of the season, season though. Yeah, yeah it, because they, okay. they yeah, this Game of Thrones always has the one before the last episode is always the oh my god, and then the last the last yeah. episode is always the aftermath of the oh my god, like Riverdale. That was that was when I was like, oh, so we're 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 killing off like the main character. Like, are you kidding me? Right, because they, they did that. This as is the, the best surpriser. person on the show. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. For me, it doesn't. It's fine. He always dies in his shows anyway. For me, yeah, oh, <laughs> right. Jesus. For me. I feel like they're going to put them on that thing that Morticia Adams is in, the Adams family, that make you stretch out, that little torture thing they put her on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Ken, what about you? Uh, similar, I was going to say they're being drawn and quartered. <laughs> oh, Dang. Oh, you know what they could do? What did, um, remember what, um, what's her name? Lena Hetty's character. What's her name? Uh Cersei. Cersei, what she did to that girl that that killed her daughter, put her in that in that basement, and basically made her watch her da- her daughter die slowly mm-hmm. for days. Wow. Do that. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is that is pure torture right there. You just get yeah. to, you just get to stand there and watch your child chained up while your daughter yeah just dies. <laughs> Scary. Mm. All right, that has been our show. Um. Watch The Little Mermaid live, I guess, on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, on Tuesday. I'm concerned because they are actually are doing that shit where they're going to actually play the fucking movie and then they're going to cut to commercial and get, ladies and gentlemen, Queen Latifah. Oh, unfortunate souls. <coughs> I don't know if that shit will work, y'all, but, you know, well, I'll have at you it. Know. I'm going to watch it, too. 
Oh, okay. I'm not going to not watch it, but I don't know if it'll work. I'm just, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it. I thought it was going to be like live the whole way, be like a like a theater stage production. I didn't realize that it was, they were going to be playing the actual animated movie too. So I'm, okay, could you, uh, could you explain this format for me, Brandon? How's this? I don't understand. So you're playing the animated movie in like the background? No, you're playing a movie. It's playing on TV. They're playing The Little Mermaid, they, 1989. When they get to the part where they sing, yeah. then they're going to swap out with the live actors. Right. So it'll probably start with live actors because, you know, it opens up with the song. Or they'll, maybe they'll show the fish and shit, shit jumping for a second. Then they'll cut into the live actors and they'll cut back out. But the idea oh. is that you'll see the live actors, um, the girl who played Moana, Queen Latifah, and John Stamos, all them, they'll be singing the songs. Mm-hmm. But oh, the rest of it will be Moana? animated. I didn't know who she was. Yeah. Oh. Whoever that got to play Eric is not cute, and I am upset. Oh, Lord. Who, who is this little boy? But um, that's what they're that's what they're supposed to be doing. Apparently, like I think it's weird. I was I was, my suggestion would be two night event. One night is the animated show. The second night is a review of the songs. You know, you have everybody sing the songs, not in full makeup, just like it's regular people. You have Alan Minkin come out, talk about making the movie. You have Glenn King come out, uh, Musker and Clemens, you know, do some interviews and stuff. You know, and maybe Jody Benson, if she want to come around. Christopher Daniel Barnes, if he's if he was um, um, maybe Pat Carroll's kids or if she has kids or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Buddy Hackett's kids, something like that. You know, do something like that. Well, I'm going to be up in here singing... All the songs and reciting all the words to my heart's content. Right. If we have time next week, I would like to talk about Little Mermaid, the original one. Because <gasps> it is the 30th anniversary. This is why they're doing this. And this movie yes. that started up the, the um, Disney Renaissance and brought Disney back from yes. the doldrums of, um, you know, the great mouse detective. It's the and, best you know, Disney culture. animated movie. And don't fight me. I don't care. I'm not going to fight you. It was it was the year, but right before what Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Which was, but I, the thing that gets me is you said that um, Little Mermaid was still written around like basically animated gags. Yeah, it still is. Feels like a children's film, even more so than Beauty and the Beast in Aladdin would later on. Like where they were trying to write it for small kids, but like the songs were really so powerful and the animation was so well done that they realized they had something better they could do more with this medium than they had been really yeah because you think yeah. about like how good those damn songs are that howard ashman that and alan meekin wrote not just that one, i mean really part of your world the one they wanted to cut out because the children started scrubbing in their seats at the at the um from the preview screening when it was in black and white pencil lines um, but I mean, you can't cut that song out of the movie, but you look at it like how you there were, had not been songs of that quality in Disney films for a very long time when that movie came out. Disney was getting its ass kicked by Don fucking Bluth in the late 80s. <laughs> yeah, I remember Don Bluth, Land Before Time and American Tale and all that, and all thoughts go to fucking heaven. Don Bluth was the man in the late 80s. Disney was sort of kind of, at least in my house, Disney was sort of kind of seen as, you know, old hat until Mermaid came along. You know, the funny thing is that I never liked, as a kid, I distinctly knew when, like it just, something felt different about stuff like um, American Tale and All Dogs Go to Heaven, like you just mentioned, than the Disney movies. Like, I've always able, been able to tell 
something's not like. Well, Don Bluth animates every character like they're chewing whenever time they speak. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's that, but something. And they're always really always... dark stories. Like Fireho gets attacked by a magic wave that comes to life and tries to drown him. And before time is about fucking tr- um, Tyrannosaurus is trying to eat children dinosaurs. All does go to heaven is about a dog who dies in some gambling shit. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, um, Renan, who who did Rockadoodle do? Don Bluth. Okay, so he, see, everything is dark. His stuff, his stuff felt so much more serious. Like it was, it was a cartoon, but something about it seemed serious and kind of scary yeah. as, a, as a child watching it. Yeah. He was out to scare us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Little Mermaid Live comes out Tuesday at um, 8 p.m. on ABC. Uh, did I mention? I forgot to mention I was watching Mixed-ish. I was like binging it, like episode behind episode. Oh yeah, you finally came around to the Santa Monica train. Yes, that show is so goddamn good. Watch that shit. When when's it come on the actual air? Is it it's Tuesday at 8.30 regularly? So it won't be this week? It's... I don't know. I, I recorded. It I think it's, it's Tuesdays. On, yeah, and it's on. It's on ABC, right? Yes, yeah, on ABC. It's Tuesdays. It comes on first, and then I think Blackish comes on after it. Yeah, it's it is so fucking good, y'all. Like Tuesdays at nine. Okay. It's so good. Like it differentiates. It differentiates itself from Blackish by being mm-hmm. more sentimental and being more. Like, it fits Rainbow's personality more. Like, it's a little bit more serious, a little bit more sentimental. It's still funny, but they are trying to, like, you know, get points across a little bit more importantly in Mixed-ish than they are in Blackish. Now, I do not like Kid Rainbow. She annoys the hell out of me. I didn't like her in the pilot, but I liked her in the actual Mm, episode. I thought she was fine. No, no. I'm I'm not here for that look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh... Please grow up, improve. And like every time I watch it, I'm just like, I can't. I'm like, when did the shift happen? Because I can't see this rainbow marrying an Andre Johnson. <laughs> so I was like, it must, it must have been like in high school and college that something changed because there is no way on earth that this rainbow Johnson would marry Andre oh, Johnson. I mean, like, she's fresh just, off the commune right now. Yeah, that is true. But but how we get to Santa Monica though? She where that sass come from? <laughs> I think it's just. I think did it skip a child? <laughs> she has. She hadn't been fully skipped too. Look at Yoha. <laughs> Although, man, listen. But every time that little boy comes up, all I see is David Diggs. Like that <laughs> casting is that little boy's acting and that casting is so spot on. Like I'm just like, it is incredible how much he really is like a baby David Diggs. <laughs> Yeah. Like everything about him, and look, they they got their um their order for the full season, so that means they're doing well in the ratings. Hopefully, Yay. this will be a year where Zach Morris will be on a show that doesn't get canceled after the first season. Thank you, because I'm sick and tired of getting invested in all his shows, and then they get rid of him. Right. Because I watch all of them, and then next thing I know, it's not that NBC back. show. Then there was Pitch. Then there was the um the Passage. Mm-hmm. Now there's yep. this. All right, but uh, anybody has anything else before we go? Mm, nope. Anybody going to go see Charlie's Angels? Oh, I forgot oh, all about that. I'm going to see Doctor Sleep tomorrow. Oh shit! Yeah, tell oh, us about Lord, that. Oh Lord, Ken. 
And you seen The Shining, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you have because you clown me about how I, how it's frightened the shit out of me. <laughs> that shit was scary. Y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, and I won't. So. The second time I saw it, I was like, okay, I see what he's saying. But like the first time, I was on I was on edge the whole time for things that really didn't happen, perhaps. But you know, it the um, atmosphere pushed you on edge. But yeah, we'll see what Although I do like that the like one of the main characters is like a black girl. Yeah. And I was like, dang, I, I would kind of want to see that, but I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm still scared. I mean, it is scary. It is a horror movie, so you know. Mm-mm. But yeah. Is and- the shining, is that the movie where it had the two little girls like coming yes. out of the hall? Is that what that's from? Yes. See, that's why I don't fuck with kids. <laughs> when you see two, you see more than one little blonde child. Mm-mm. Come and play with us Go away. forever and ever and ever. No, that's the shining. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a whole episode of Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated that is basically scenes from the fucking shining. Yeah, that 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 little cartoon got a little scary sometimes. <laughs> like, like some of them, I had to you know turn on my lights. So I was like, wait a minute, what is what is doing on Scooby Doo? <laughs> I was not like I'm, that. I'm, that whole that whole arc was like very dark. I'm wondering will this movie like take more inspiration from the book than the uh, previous film? Mister Haller, um, the um, well, the the um, the janitor guy, the um, not a, he's a caretaker, um. But he's a janitor. Yeah. Um, the Scatman Curtis character, he's still alive in this movie, it appears to be. Because okay, yeah, in the he, book, he's alive. He he survives. In the movie, yeah. they kill him. Yeah, which I um, I know that was one of those things Stephen King was pissed about. He was so pissed. He That's why they remade The Shining as a miniseries in like the 90s, I think. Because he mm-hmm. hated that movie. Oh, wait. He wrote this? Yes. Something wrong with that man. <laughs> Like, seriously. I mean, he's, like, brilliant, but I don't know. Like, I just... Some, Between I this feel and like them killer clowns. Something has to be off. Gir- All this stuff he's doing. Gir- girls with psychic powers. The talking cars that kill people. Uh, well, the car didn't talk. It just killed people. Uh, Christine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did he do... Is Carrie his? Yeah, Carrie's his first yeah. book. His first published book. Okay. Pet cemetery. Yep. <laughs> no. Although I randomly saw like that little boy that was the little boy in Pet Cemetery, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I was Googling something else and like his, you know how they have like people, I guess, on there that you should know. I guess it's like related to yeah. the other person. And it was him, and I was like, he looks familiar. I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I always wonder, like, what he would grow up to look like. Yeah. Ow, that hurts. And then I was like, "Man, they like tortured that little boy because he was in all them horror movies." I know he had to have some extensive counseling. Mm-hmm. At least you hope so. I would, uh, yeah. Well, all right, so you can find our show. Well, you found it already, but you can find more of our show at ssnpodcast.com. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I mean, not SoundCloud. Why do I keep saying that? Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast. I keep on, that's what I keep wanting to say. And wherever else podcasts can be found. Uh, maybe we should go back to SoundCloud. I don't know. I'll think about it. 
we are across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. If you listen to the show and you enjoy it, please go to iTunes or the Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. I haven't asked for those in a long time, but we would like to get those, we like to get more of those so we can um expand the reach of the show some more. Mm-hmm. And if you like to talk about nerdy ass um movie shit and TV shit and music shit, um please by all means come to our Facebook group. It's the Say Something Nice Facebook group. Uh, we're talking about all this shit. Like we talk because we don't have time to talk about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, how they've nominated Biggie and Rufus featuring Chaka Khan and a bunch of white folks. And I don't know the, the little like thing they're doing, the rating, the, the voting they're doing. Um, Biggie and Rufus are losing, so they oh. might not get in. Mm. Which well, who votes? Um, the actual voting is done by the um, the like think the the actual um, museum people, like the people who, um, trustees or whatever, but they let the public vote and sort of kind of look and see what the public wants. Oh, okay. So we'll see. I, um, has anybody else been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Where is Mm-mm. it? It's in Cleveland. Oh. I went once no. with John. I have not. Very, very nice place. Very nice place. Hmm. Um, a little bit more balanced. Uh, as far as R&B stuff than you would think it would be, which is good. It's cool. It's supposed to be. Yeah. I went in the summer. It was fine. (laughs) But yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I'm here with Latria. Bye. Ali. Bye. Ali. I said bye. Did y'all hear me the first time? No, I did, I, we, we didn't. didn't. He, he's weak. He hasn't had his oxtails this weekend. Right. And. <laughs> Hello. I am Michael Jackson, bounty hunter. Ah! Oh, no, you You say that the oh whole God. time. No. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>
I, I just remember I remember it, but I know mostly from you talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And they hired Joe Alwyn fresh out of drama school because they didn't want to hire a regular actor to play the lead because they had to teach them how to act in 120 frames per second. And they were already struggling with Steve Martin and Chris Tucker, who also have parts in that movie. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, his acting is not good in Harriet. It's, he's giving you, like, like, like BET movie. Shout out movie. to Lady Reed figuring out how to do it in 24 frames a second. Yeah. <laughs> they, said, uh-huh. they said that camera takes 24 um, um, pictures in, in one second. I thought about you when she said that. I was like, "Oh, I know Brandon." <laughs> Rudy, they say that the um, uh, movie, like they say the Oscars, it starts on the page with a word. Who's gonna write that word, Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> this is all just an act. I want this suit, you know, and well, everything, no. and this K, and fill this right here. Fill my hair right quick. Oh shit, that's a motherfucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> Was Titus's um, character a real person? I don't know, actually. I was asked to have Because it was funny because they made a gay joke in there. Yeah, yeah, like, he's they a, did. yeah, he's a gay character. And they sort of kind of like, it'd be interesting to see if he actually was a real person. I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. Craig Robinson definitely was. He's playing, um, it's not Ben Foster, it's actually it's a modern dude. But he's the, he actually is playing the guy who wrote the Dolomite theme song. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a real person. It's like, um, I had a good joke for who Dolomite was based on like some, um, um, Ben Taylor. I forgot what it was. Anyway. Theodore Tony is a real person. That's, um, mm-hmm. Titus's character. Mm-hmm. Credited as producer on Dolomite, Disco Godfather, PD Wheat Straw, Human Tornado. So he, what about okay. Mike Epps? Let's see. I wonder if uh, Theodore Tony is still alive. Uh, it would have been neat if they did like a picture of all those people, but I understand why they couldn't or yeah. didn't. I mean, they, they showed you clips from the movies, the two movies. Bitch, are you for real? Mike Epps played Jimmy Lynch. Jimmy Lynch is real, very real, still alive, 82 years old, from Alabama. Oh, wow. wow. Let me Google. What if they brought that nigga on set? Mm-mm. <laughs> me and my movie. Oh, wait. Mike Epps got a picture with him. Oh. Is this him? Hold on. I be forgetting Mike Epps is old now. And still fine. Oh, they brought him to the premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's in the picture. With, he looked good for his age. Look, look at all these prints and colors on this outfit, boy. Good <laughs> lord. Good lord. Ooh, he looks like a Batman villain. <laughs> he does. Right? I'm trying to see if Theodore Tony was openly, was actually openly gay. Everybody keeps saying that he was, but like, well, they they say the character at least he's playing, of course. But I'm trying to find anything about him in real life, but I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. But um, but oh. God, apparently, if, if if they made the movie and they let Titus, Titus, so <laughs> yeah, I know because when it first came out, I was like, oh, he's doing a hard job of a. Uh... You know, writing that in, but then when he did that line at the little picnic, right. I said, "Oh, okay, okay, all right." <laughs> so I was like, "I don't know how good of a job he's doing playing straight." 
I got to make a get a gif of them walking across that damn street, though. I love that shot. That's a great shot. Because everybody has their own individual walk cycle. Oh, my God. That Eddie walk. I was hollering. Mm. I was hollering at Titus. Was was, he's sort of kind of like making these little tiny steps with that with that suitcase. He's sort of like, like, like Velma on Pup Named Scooby-Doo with her feet be moving real fast. <laughs> I still can't get over fucking T.I. in that damn wig and and That was hilarious. (laughs) Talking about, he had American International Pictures. (laughs) American International are the ones who put out Blackula and Foxy Brown and all of that. And they turned it. I saw those posters in the office. Black mama, white mama. Yeah, black mama, white Mm -hmm. mama. (laughs) Yeah, because somebody put out an article. I think it was Variety. Yeah, it was Variety. Put out an article about uh, 12 or 11 we or 12. We were supposed to do our list. Yeah, bless quotation. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still recording. I got it. Uh, 12 or 11 uh, black quotation movies that you should watch. And I thought that list was terrible. They were all modern movies. It was like the new Superfly, uh, Pootie Tang. And all I was like, what in the shit? If you make a list of um, black quotation movies somebody should watch, it should not go past 1979. It just shouldn't. This? Unless you're talking what? about um, Black Dynamite. 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 That's the one you told me I needed to watch, Ken. Oh, you haven't seen Black Dynamite? I ain't seen no black exploitation. You got oh black dynamite Unless, is hilarious. Does, does I'm gonna get you suck account? It does. It does. Okay, well then. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it's on Crackle. True. <laughs> Crackle? For for Crackle. Free. Sony owns Crackle. Mm-hmm. It's free with commercial interruptions. Uh, oh my! Yep, <laughs> this is a list I wrote. Um, Sweet Sweetback's badass song, of course, the one that started it all. Shaft, Superfly, the thing with two heads. It's a movie where a racist white man um, gets a, um, a convicted prisoner black man's head put onto his body as some sort of like uh-uh. punishment for being a racist, and the two of them have to sort of kind of figure out how to coexist. Mm-mm. It's crazy. It's it's insane. You should be on Netflix. It's insane. Uh, Blackula, where you know um, African prince and his princess are um, uh, attacked by Dracula back in Transylvania, and he ends up as a vampire in modern day Los Angeles. Uh, Black Mama, White Mama, with Pam Grier and, <laughs> and the White Lady, where um, they're escaping prison. One of those women prison movies with titties and everything everywhere. Uh, Bounce TV likes to show that one. Edit it, of course. Edit it to death, but they like to show it. <laughs> uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Coffee. You know, starring Pam Grizz, the movie that made her like famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleopatra Jones, starring what's her name? Tamara. Tamara something. Hold on. Cleopatra Jones. Tamara Dot Dobson. Uh, Bernie Casey, Shelley Winters, and Antonio Fargus. Antonio Fargus is in all these damn movies. Mm. He's always I in just, them, and Brenda Sykes are always in. He's always in them. Bernie Casey used to be the president of SCAD, like a couple of years ago. Really? I think he, yeah, he just passed recently. He hmm. was, he was, he was the or like I don't know if the president, but like, like he was like the head figure or whatever it is of SCAD at one point in time. Because I remember when I was when I was looking for colleges, 
he had yeah. the um, what do you call it? The, the opening um, in the catalog. He had like the uh, the forward he wrote. Oh wow! Let me look right quick, Scott. What his actual title was? Uh, he was also a football mm-hmm. player. He died in two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. He was chairman of the board, is what he was, for 20 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. What are the I other movies? Uh, the Spook Who Sat By The Door, which is about the black Ooh. man who um, is secretly trying to take notes from... The, he's a member of the CIA. Like, he's the, the diversity hire. And he uses that position to try to get notes on how the black people can make the revolution happen. Uh, Foxy Brown, of course, you know, like a spiritual sequel to Coffee with, you know, Pam Greer playing a private investigator. Um, Lord Shango, which I misspelled in the tweet, my bad. Um, that's the one I told y'all about a couple weeks ago about the um, the um, the lady who um, her boyfriend was into some like um, Orisha African worship stuff and he gets murdered by some Baptists when he tries to stop a um, baptismal at the water. Like an old-fashioned one at the river. And the mother and the daughter um, sort of kind of start trying... The supernatural shit start happening around them. And they start sort of kind of trying to summon the spirit of the um, the boyfriend and all this kind of stuff. It's actually... It sounds corny, but it's actually very fucking well done for what, it's, what kind of movie... Blasphemation movie it is. Mm. They don't really explain to you the supernatural stuff. And they don't do cheesy special effects with it, really. They treat it more like an indie movie. They, they do it very well. Dolomite is on the list. Uh, Black Shampoo. So Shampoo stars Warren Beatty. The white Shampoo stars Warren Beatty as a hairdresser who's always having sex with his clients. Black mm. Shampoo is the same thing, just black. <laughs> Qua- Quadras loves this damn movie. Um... And so it's just a, it's a black guy who owns a salon. He's always sleeping with all, all the women who come to the salon to get their hair did. Mm. Such an unexpected thing. Right. And then um, the human tornado, which we've talked about today as well. Honorable mentions. Don't play us cheap. This is a Melvin Van Peebles movie. It's a, it's a, it was a stage play. Mm-hmm. In 1972 and 73, they did basically filmed the stage play and turn it into a movie. That's what this is. Uh, Florida Evans, uh, Esther Roll is in it. Mm. Um, Why is my name Florida? <laughs> but it's it's bizarre. Uh, it doesn't quite all the way work, but it's it's a if you like bizarre movies, this one is right up your alley. It's it's about two devil bats who come to a black people a black party in Harlem to try to cause mayhem. And they take the form of black people, but they don't know anything about being black. Okay. Yeah, Melvin Van Peebles is on some shit. Um, there's a lady named Joshy Joe uh, Armstead who's in, who's has a part in the movie. She sings a song called You Cut Up the Clothes in the Closet of My Dreams. <laughs> and she, she kills that fucking song. Movie's, movie's crazy. Up, you cut up the clothes in my closet of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know why that hurt. That that hits me. Ripped off the sleeves and um tore out the seams. <laughs> Coonskin from 1975. 
So Ralph Bakshi, who was the sort of kind of like a rebel animator who did Fritz the Cat um, and Heavy Traffic. Uh, Coonskin, I believe, was his fourth movie feature film or his third or his fourth. It is about, is a twist on Song of the South. It's about what if Br'er Frost, Br'er Rabbit, and Br'er Bear were living in like a sort of kind of anthropomorphic version of Harlem. And dealing with like um, drugs, um, um, you know, like um, pimps and hoes and the police and police violence. Um, Br'er Bear becomes a boxing champion, has to deal with drugs and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, Miss America is depicted in the movie as a uh, a pretty blonde white woman with perky breasts who's always trying to seduce everybody. It's basically Song of the South turned on its ear and rated R. Uh, as you can imagine from that title, it doesn't get around very much these days. They used to sell it under the title Street Fight <laughs> in the 90s. But I think you can find Coonskin as Coonskin on blue right now. Uh, Sounder. Have we done a Have we done a Ralph Bakshi episode? Oh, we have not. That, that we can do one, but like y'all have to watch the movies. <laughs> you, he, did, he did Cool World. Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, uh. Uh, Sounder was not a black exploitation movie per se, but you know it's a black movie starring black people that came out at the same period, nineteen seventy two. Cicely Tyson was nominated for Best Actress for playing the mom in Sounder. It's about a little black boy and his dog. The black boy and his dog. It, so a boy and his dog, but colored. Yes. We read the book in school. I don't think we ever saw the movie. We might have seen the movie. We got through with the book. It sounds like one of them books we read in school that seems like, I don't know, black and poor. Yeah, they're black and poor, yeah. You probably read it. <laughs> uh, Claudine, we talked about Claudine when um, Diane Carroll passed. I still haven't seen Claudine. You should definitely see Claudine. Claudine is I feel like you sent me a link to it and I still haven't watched I it. I probably did. Um, Cooley High, 1975. I think y'all know Cooley High. is about kids grow teenagers, um, um, seniors in high school in 1964 in Chicago. And sort of kind I've of, never seen it, but I've I've seen it like on TV because it come on every now and then. Right. But I never watched. I know Glenn Terman's in it. Yeah, Glenn Terman and Lawrence Hilton Jacobs mm-hmm. played the two kids. Lawrence Hilton mm-hmm. Jacobs was actually like 18 or so. Glenn Terman was fucking 30. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he was old, bro. <laughs> I don't know if he was fully 30, but he was definitely a lot older than Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Let me go look right quick. Because it was almost right too long after that he got married to Aretha Franklin. He was 26, 27, 26, 27. <coughs> okay. That's a little better. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's something when you hit, get that grown ass 30. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. Black Dynamite. Dynamite. 